So you guys know I've been doing a lot of like random box opening stuff on my stream lately, like Pokemon cards or football jerseys or like whatever I can get my greasy little hands on. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, this past Wednesday, I was looking around to get this new pack of Pokemon cards that I'm opening on my stream on Sunday, and I can't find it anywhere. I've been looking on eBay, on Amazon, at fucking, like, the, the so remnants of abandoned really Toys R Us. I'm sorry to interrupt here, but do you know why you're doing all this stuff on your stream? It's it's for content. It's for it's for content. No, it's, not, it's not for content. It's because you, you have to, a problem. You, you don't need legitimately have a problem, and you keep manifesting it in different ways. It's it, it, look. I have a. I have an addiction to winning. Okay. No, and you have an addiction is... to gambling. <laughs> yeah. Let, let, let's yeah, let's, let's get right down to brass tacks here. You are a gambling addict. Uh, you know. You know. H two O water. Different strokes for different folks. Different words. But uh, I think that I'm really just a, a risk investor um, who who likes to put assets into potential profit. No, you're just a gambling addict. I mean. Throwback to high school. I mean, we'd go to the casino. I mean, we're fresh 18. First time, it was fine. Elijah lost way more money than the rest of us, though. We were like, what is going on with him? And then the second time going back, he hands me his wallet and he just goes, no matter what I do or say, do not give this back to me. <laughs> yeah, and then what? It was like 20 minutes, half hour later, he comes back to you? Yeah, he already blew through all of his money. And he's just got that glazed over eye. Just eyes. Lifeless look in his eyes. Just give me my wallet. And Okay, yeah. So, so that might have happened. But what happened the last time we went to the casino? Like a couple months ago. Okay. One time, you won $700. Fine. You won $700, but let's let's take a trip back down memory lane. How was, many times like did you put money in and not get it back? Like 750 times. Like uh, the equivalent to the dollar bill amount that I won probably. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. Well, we don't this isn't an intervention, okay? But anyway, <laughs> so I'm looking for these Pokémon cards for my stream and I can't find them anywhere. And yes, I I might have realized that the feeling of opening the cards is all I really wanted and not what was inside. Just that fucking rush. It feels so good. But regardless, I couldn't find them anywhere. I went to Walmart, to Toys R Us's abandoned lot, and I broke in and I was trying to see if there was any extras that got left over from when they went bankrupt a couple years ago. I went to the card shop that I am getting scammed at on a daily basis. I can't find these fucking things anywhere. So I settled for a cheaper pack and I bought some like football jerseys that I have no interest in. But I... I couldn't find them. That, that's the board. That's the end of the story. I, I couldn't so what I'm hearing here is you were just on a wild goose chase for a pack of cards you couldn't find. Yeah, I yeah, I would say that for sure. Well, welcome back, guys. This week on the podcast, it is the idiom of the wild goose chase. For those of you new here, uh, this is set the saying straight where three idiots, myself, Jordan, Josh. And Elijah. Dive into the meanings, uh, origin of where these idioms or common sayings are coming from. And it's time to know, how did we come up with wild goose chase? Like, were people just literally out hunting and chasing wild geese? Or is there a bigger story there? Well, I mean, that's definitely what I've always thought. Like, you see a goose in a park, it seems like it's running all over the place. And in my mind, I've always just thought, you know, 
you can never catch that thing. And that's where I've always thought the saying comes from is a wild goose chase is you're trying to catch that thing, a goose in this case, that you can never catch. Okay, but... I just remembered. I just de- I just remembered some, like, deep trauma from my childhood that I had no recollection of doing research for this episode. I was chased and pecked and attacked by geese when I was, like, four years old. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, gonna <laughs> say, on the opposite end of the spectrum, this wild goose chase could be you literally being chased by a wild goose because... Uh, if you haven't had any one-on-one interaction with a wild goose, they're assholes, and they are fucking mean. They will chase you, they'll hiss at you, and they will bite you. They're not just cute little animals. These things are apex predators. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and that wasn't even a joke. Like, I, I remember, I was in, like, a nature reserve, and I tried to give one of them, like, a like, like a treat or something and it was like a baby one and the the big mama one came up and was like ah! and like started chasing me and like pecking at me and i was like screaming and crying and shit yeah <sighs> it, it, anyway. if you've never done it go to youtube look up wild goose attacks one very vividly comes to mind where there's this guy he's like trying to walk into his office building and he just has a newspaper with him and this goose just like all of a sudden out of nowhere drops its head down and starts charging this guy and he's just like he's beating the shit out of it with a newspaper and it's just continuously chasing and biting him these things are relentless geese are built different so it geese is this the wild goose chase we're we're talking about here because geese let's be honest built different so not exactly the true meaning of a wild goose chase is actually a wild or absurd search for something non-existent or unattainable. So it's much like Elijah said, he was looking for this pack of Pokemon cards and couldn't find it anywhere. That is playbook wild goose chase right there. Yeah, and I'm still on the search. I, they're not non-existent, they're just unobtainable, unfortunately. So the earliest I could find of a reference of a wild goose chase is actually ba- all the way back in some 16th century horse racing. And apparently back then, a wild goose chase was a horse race in which the lead rider would be pursued by other riders, which kind of resembled how geese fly in the sky. That's how the saying originated. Yeah, and I think one important fact to point out here, not really important to the idiom itself, but when a horde of geese is in the sky, it's called a skine. A skine. Or a skein. 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 I think it's but, a skein. Is it yeah. a skein or a yeah, skein? Yeah, I thought it was just like a flock of geese. No, no. There, there's a word for it, and it is skein. And that, that's when you see the geese flying in the sky in that B formation we all know and love from the Mighty Ducks movies. Why not just call it uh, the flying bee, like the guitar? I, <laughs> wait, you I, said from the... F- <laughs> From the flying, the flying ducks movies. From yeah, the, the from like, the mighty right, no, ducks. No, no, yeah, yeah, the mighty, the mighty duck movies. Yeah, they so, do the flying V. So you're, you're telling me that geese got that formation from those movies, and prior to the release <laughs> of the, the mighty ducks, that formation <laughs> never existed in the wild. No. So the chase, you had the one leader in the front, and the, there's multiple sources on this, but one of them had said all the riders behind the leader kind of split off in a V formation and would have to chase the leader of the wild goose chase. And whatever the leader of the wild goose chase did, every other rider had to mimic. Yeah, because they're trying to chase down the weed weed horse rider, or quote-unquote goose. Yes, 
And I can't reiterate enough how much this is mimicking geese in the sky, which is a skein, compared to geese on land, which is actually called a gaggle. I was going to say, a gaggle of geese, where does that come in? So that's just like when geese are just like in a park, just all over the place. Okay. And when they're just causing mischief, going after small children and businessmen. Like like Elijah. Yes. Yeah, I I, I don't like that because gaggle sounds like giggle and giggle sounds fun. And that's just PTSD. There's no fun in gaggles of geese. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there, friend, because if you got a problem with the Canada goose, I got a problem with you. And I suggest you let that one marinate. I I still, I forgot what that reference was from. That's from Letterkenny. (laughs) That's from Letterkenny. (laughs) <laughs> the Canada Goose. I've never even heard of the Canada Goose before. The Canada Goose is bi- <laughs> if you live in the Midwest, whenever you see a goose, it's the Canadian Goose. I think we should. You go swimming it. in your local lake, you get swimmer's itch. Guess what? That's from the Canada Goose. From from its geese's feces. Geese's feces. Geese's <laughs> <laughs> feces. <laughs> That's fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> But it just it, it rolls off the tongue so easily, so easily. Geeseys, Did you just come up with that just now? Uh, that, like no, that that side? was kind of a callback to uh, high school. Uh, we would be like out in the field playing, uh, like just throwing around a frisbee or a football, and all of a sudden you like take a couple steps and you're just surrounded by goose shit. But it's geese's feces. I like that. I like that a lot. So one source I had read said the goggle comes or the gaggle comes from like the noises you hear when geese are just all over the ground, like waddling around all different directions, making noises. Okay. They're oh. loud as hell. You always, <laughs> that was a Minecraft villager. That wasn't a goose. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Yeah, that, one, that one was a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, goose honk. I, I never thought. Oh, wow, do you hear those geese gaggling? Like, it, can that be a verb, gaggling? <laughs> if not, I, I it really should be. So anyways, the wild goose chase in historical terms was thought to be a challenge for younger, less experienced riders to try and mimic those more experienced riders to make them a better horse rider. Okay. Oh, gotcha, because the younger riders would never actually catch up, like, in the act. I get it. Yeah, and then they were they were being like challenged to do these same maneuvers. Probably, I'm I'm just guessing here, but probably more advanced maneuvers like a newbie to riding horses wouldn't be able to do. So wild goose chase literally has nothing to do with chasing geese or being chased by a goose. No, it it's doesn't. a horse thing. It's a horse yeah. thing. Yeah. Wow. Well, it, that, it's not that's just kinda, oh, that's kind of anticlimactic and pretty disappointing. Well, it did make its way into some popular media. It turns out it's not just a horse thing uh, because Shakespeare really liked the term. And in something that I'm sure a lot of people were forced to read, Romeo and Juliet has several different quotes where Shakespeare talks about a wild goose chase. Yeah, uh, it's it's actually like in one of the scenes where it's uh, Mercutio. And he says, nay, if thy wits run the wild goose chase, I have done. For thou hast more of the wild goose in one of thy wits than I am sure I have in my whole five. Was I with you there for the goose? That's the end of it. 
Yeah, and for any Shakespeare buffs out there, this comes from Act 2, Scene 4. So I'm going to go out on a whim here and just say this has less to do with, like, a wild goose chase as to more of Shakespeare's basically saying Mercutio feels like a silly goose. Not not exactly. A little silly goose. 100% silly goose moment. So you little silly goose, you little goofball, fucking, fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> why, why are you still looking around, Mercutio? You fucking little goofball. Yeah. So from what I understand, in this scene, Mercutio is uh, talking with Romeo, and they're having a duel or battle of the wits, like who can be more elegant with their speaking. Mm. And Romeo is outwitting Mercutio here, and he's basically saying, like, all right, you're leading the wild goose chase. You're winning this thing. I give up. I mean, Romeo also literally died for like a 13 year old girl who wasn't even dead. So like, yeah, he's not we the- don't need to go into the logistics of Romeo and Juliet. Extremely problematic. I don't like well, it. They all died when they didn't have to over a stupid feud. No, I'm just I'm just saying if it's a battle of wits, my man Romeo's clearly not on the winning side. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever see that Romeo and Juliet spinoff that was like. It, it was like Bloods and Crips instead of... So that was oh, yeah, like, a spinoff. That was like a late 90s play and it had Leonardo... Or not even a play, it was a movie and it had Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Yeah, I think we watched it in high school after we read Rolio- Romeo and Juliet. Yes. Uh, well, they it really missed out if they didn't cast Lil Romeo. movie in 96. It was from 96? And the setting of a postmodern city named... Verona Beach. Okay. I believe that's a real place. Sounds like it's some Yeah, and like instead of like two rival families, the Capulets and the Montagues, it was two rival gangs. <laughs> <laughs> what a great idea. I don't remember if it was executed well, but they should remake that. It's, it's a Dost thou bite your thumb at me, sir? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, you know, I I was kind of wondering, while well, looking into this phrase, what is, have you guys ever gone in like a big wild goose chase for something that like didn't exist? Like what's something that you guys, we already talked about my gambling addiction. I want to put you fuckers on the board, you know? What's something that you're looking for besides like happiness? Because I, I don't know how to find that either. But like, I, I what, was going to say, for? like, I'm, I'm searching for <laughs> happiness, but. <laughs> searching for happiness, but, but I it, can't fucking find Happiness it. is 100% a wild goose chase. <laughs> it's kind of depressing, but man. I, I, a guy's down bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky Charms lied. I can't even see the rainbow anymore. <laughs> Somehow cereal just keeps coming up in this podcast. At least this time it's Lucky Charms and it's not some anti-masturbatory cult. Yeah, that... <laughs> I hope I never get fact-checked on that, because I, I heard one person say it, and then I made that whole rant about it being eugenics cult. I don't even know if it's true, but, like, it sounds good. I mean, it sounds great. <laughs> it sounds great. I mean, it works. <laughs> yeah, it sounds way better than what we had originally said there. Yeah. It really gives a whole other layer of depth to Kellogg. I mean, at, no matter what happens with this podcast, I just want every viewer to know that Every time we, so far, growing pains. Everything we've done so far, growing pains, we're, become, we're establishing ourselves as a podcast. 
it's just 100% a wild goose chase for all of this information we're finding on these idioms. Because so last week, chase for content. Good content, we had the idiom, there wasn't even an official meaning of it. Yeah, that, that was wild. Absolutely wild. Like, Bunch of silly geese trying to find a true <laughs> meaning. Wild goose chase. It's like, <laughs> was this the origin? No, is this the origin? Who fucking knows? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you guys are just admitting you formed right an opinion. We have no idea what we're talking about. Episode two. What's that, Iwasha? You guys are just going on a, a whole tangent about how we have no merit and we have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. That's that's a pretty against our own brand, buddy. Hey. I mean, our brand is whatever we want to make it. <laughs> we're we're still molding our brand. This is this is still a podcast in its infancy stages. Yes, like we said. We're going through those growing pains right now. But I think one wild goose chase I've been on personally recently is trying to find a full-time job. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. How, um, how's that going for you? Uh, not good. <laughs> <laughs> My guy graduated like two months ago now. <laughs> yeah. And so the main problem is when you're looking for an entry-level position... Every entry level job requires three to five years of fucking experience. Why would you require experience if it's entry level? Like, yeah. just companies out there, be happy I have a college degree. Very true. Because, I mean, I experienced the same thing when I graduated with my degree. Now I work in a completely unrelated field. I, I went to school for industrial technologies, I sell cars now. Yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, very well maybe in that same boat. Yeah. I just graduated with a mechanical engineering degree, and my partner and I are looking at starting a pullover fleece, uh, pullover clothing company. Clothing, that's the Yeah, word. clothing company, Etsy shop. Which, yeah. There you go. Which sounds a lot more fun than using your brain and math all day. Yeah, with I, well, probably on the other hand... Money. <laughs> Unlike you guys, I guess I, I did get a pretty decent job in my career field. But now, as we're doing our our sorry attempt for a podcast, and I'm streaming every day, I'm realizing why don't I just simply spend a lot of money on Pokemon cards, hope I hit it big, and then stream for the rest of my life because that's a lot more fun. Yeah. So come all the way up to current day. And it's a pretty commonly used saying, you know, wild goose chase. I'm sure everyone's heard it before. And I think a lot of that has to go credited to a guy named Samuel Johnson, who honestly got kind of fucking lazy in his definition that he wrote down in the dictionary. He was well aware of the history of the horses and the history of Romeo and Juliet. But in the Oxford Dictionary, this guy simply defined a wild goose chase as a pursuit of something as unlikely to be caught as the wild goose. And honestly, it kind of sounds like he spark-noted the fucking research, kind of like we did for our podcast today, and wrote a shitty, shorter summary of it. So basically what I'm gathering is the modern definition for wild goose chase has come from this guy's laziness. Yes. So we've talked about the past definition, definitions and uses of wild goose chase. And in true set the saying straight fashion, we're going to talk about 
the modern day wild goose chase definition in which I personally believe is going to be the goosenator. Now <laughs> you hear the word goosenator. You might think, what the hell is this guy talking like, about? Is this like a Dr. Doofenshmirtz invention so from I, Phineas I, and Ferb? When I hear goosenator, I think it's something that's going to like destroy geese. No. So what I urge our viewers to do is to literally <laughs> go to Google and look up the goosenator because what you're going to need to do is you're going to need to call Randy today for current <laughs> pricing of the goosenator because this thing it's it looks like a model airplane but then it just has this wild face on it and what this thing is is it's basically a little boat that goes around on on your lake or personal pond puddle whatever you have in your front yard and it's going to scare away the geese you literally use it to scare away your geese yeah randy says don't despair an answer to your goose problem is within reach we sell the perfect goose repellent the gooseinator and we can since geese we can't. are protected species Randy had to get creative to find out what they hated most. <laughs> then he put that knowledge to work and he built the ultimate humane goose deterrent. So Randy, if you're listening to our podcast, as always, we're looking for shameless plugs and free money. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to plug your number here, so if you want to give us a sponsorship, please do. So if you have a rampant goose problem, or you're being chased by geese, or just involved in a wild goose chase, give Randy a call at 303-916-1676 now to buy your very own goosenator. We're, uh, we're not affiliated <laughs> with Randy, but I, I can't stress... How ridiculous this fucking thing looks. It, oh, yeah. it is, it it, is a it, giant... It's the colors of a clownfish. Mm -hmm. It's orange and white. And then it has like the aggressive airplane F-16 fighter look on its face. So I think it looks like you could get on the back of it and go like here. jet skiing. Yes, yeah. yes. So one important thing to mention is it looks like a remote control airplane. A remote-controlled seaplane, to be more exact, so you can drive it on water, except it doesn't have the wings, so it can't fucking fly. This thing literally just trolls on water. <laughs> Randy, <laughs> I see the hustle, and I respect it, because I, you're just trying to get free money, and so are we. I kind of want a goosenator. Remember, you, want, you can go you want, to goosenator.com. So, let's see here. Can wait, Cost wait, 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 analysis. Wait, wait. Oh, yo, there's go videos on cost wait, analysis. Before, before cost analysis, he has a tab called How to Keep Geese Away. Mm. Deep so, dive the goosenator right now. Yeah, yeah, the goosenator. Cornell University reveals interesting research for the goosenator. So, let's just... <laughs> Dude, let, he's fucking hazing geese. He is hazing geese with the gooseinator. It is so I, much smaller than it looks like I don't know if like I can support the gooseinator after finding out Wait, these. They have it's a tiny. video. It's tiny. They have a video. I thought it was massive, but it's like, it's it's literally a remote controlled boat 
that you chase geese with. It doesn't. It's not on its own. It's a remote controlled goat or boat that you control and swim around with. Yeah. So I feel like it's not what this thing looks like. It's more that you're using this thing as a remote controlled boat to chase geese away. What if they go on land? So they it, have a video to show how effective this is in different weather situations. And Randy makes a point to note, not a single goose was offered any monetary value or special treatment for appearing in this video. And I think... Randy, I'm just going to go out here and say it. I respect the hustle. And Randy, in his cost analysis tab, goes, I did a cost analysis for the amount of money my golf course spends each year on on geese management. We spend a lot of man hours on scattering the geese and cleaning up goose droppings, otherwise known as geese's feces. (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't say that. He literally that. says that <laughs> and then goes into no actual Wait, oh wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. Here oh, wait, wait. Here there's we go. More. There's more. But wait, there's more. I just want to point out really quick as you guys are looking at that my favorite part of the entire website is on the homepage and it says works on and then it has still images of this thing on like grass, water, snow, ice and sand, but it clearly clearly cannot move on grass. <laughs> I, I, but, I think it could. I think it could. Really? If the if the aerodynamics are right, I feel like it could hover just above the grass and move. How would it hover? Aerodynamics. That's all I'm gonna say. Randy, all I'm gonna say is if you're listening to this, you owe us greatly. Dude, dude the gooseinator can shovel goose poop off of greens. One hour per week, 16 weeks, $10 per hour. You're looking at $160 total to shovel goose shit off of your golf greens with the Goosenator. Uh, there's, there's some really good quotes that he has here. I like this one. I've been fighting the goose problem for 15 years. The Goosenator is the closest thing to magic I've ever seen. <laughs> so my man has... My man's Randy has literally been on a wild goose chase to help combat the problem that geese lay on golf courses, private bodies of water. Randy, we see you, we acknowledge you, and we accept you. <laughs> he, has, he has alternatives and a price breakdown of the difference between a goosenator and a dog. The initial training of a dog costs five to $10,000. The goosenator has a one-time payment fee. It doesn't need to be fed. Okay, really but mad. you don't need to train a dog to go after geese. That's just what? natural instinct. We're not training this dog to be a seeing-eye dog. We're not training it to be a drug-sniffing dog. This dog is literally going out to chase geese. Something love, that normal dogs are going to do. I love how bold Randy, this man is, oh, too. In, in, in this the is breakdown, absurd. Wait, wait, wait. In the breakdown of the like dog versus goosenator analysis, he has owning a dog, which is... Of course, five to ten thousand dollars. Um, he then he has Goosenator, and all it says is much less than the dog's price. So he doesn't list the price of the fucking Goosenator. He just says it's less expensive than a dog hypothetically could be. You know what? With that, 
I feel like any facts that we go into further beyond this, it's all a wild goose chase. Okay, we can't do better than the Goosenator. Randy, we salute your Whoa. efforts to make this money. And honestly, do any of you guys see anywhere we can go further with this podcast? No, I mean, I feel like we need to work up and build a working relationship with the guys at the Goosenator because this product looks fucking awesome. And if you are listening to this, I urge you to go to Goosenator.com and call Randy today for current pricing. Like, this thing looks badass. Just going to throw that out there. I feel like we're really split. Anything you'd like to throw in? I think this thing's fucking ridiculous, but I think that we have different opinions on it. Josh seems to be a huge advocate for it. I'm very anti-Goosenator. Well, Elijah, (laughs) on the website, it says, within minutes from taking the Goosenator out of the box and running it, your goose problem will quickly be gone. It'll go away. That thing is the size of a pug. As a small child, dude, I was at dude, least the size has of three a dog pugs. Painted on it, there's a dog painted on the Goosenator. There's also a fucking spike on it to like impale geese. If you look close enough, there's a spike on the nose of the Goosenator. No, no, that's that's the nose cone. That's for the added aerodynamics. Oh, is that for, that is that for the propeller? On greens. Oh, that's yeah, for the propeller. I, yeah, come on. I have a degree in mechanical engineering. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Just trust me on this, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, we thank you again for listening in this week. This has been a podcast of an absolute wild goose chase to find out the definition of the wild goose chase. If you have anything that you'd like to add to wild goose chase, anything you'd like to hear or learn on any other idioms, please feel free to email us at S-T-S-S-P-O-D at gmail.com. Let us know what you want to hear. Again, that's going to be S-T-S-S-P-O-D at gmail.com. And if you are interested in purchasing the Goosenator, email Randy at (laughs) Goosenator.com. That is R-A-N-D-Y at G O S S. Wait, fuck. <laughs> that's R A N D Y. That's the podcast. G O O S I N A T O R dot com. I'm going to blow my fucking head off. <laughs> oh, what an episode this has been. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did, guys. Again, thank you so much. Have a great day or night whenever you're listening. Yeah, and if after listening to this monstrosity of a podcast, feel free to tune in next week where we look at the origins and where the saying, heard it through the grapevine comes from. <laughs>